channel. Here are two beers in. One hour, no agenda, and working on the second glass of whatever. That's when the evening gets interesting, when the stories and thoughts spill out. Like a work week too full that tips over and the pent-up laughter pours out. These are the unguarded thoughts and opinions, the anecdotes and antics, the conversations that just fucking happen on a Thursday night when you're two beers in. Now, here are the hosts of Two Beers In, Brett Weaver and Monica Ballard. But, so, but I think we'll be okay. So, no elbows on the table. Yeah. It's rude anyway. Yeah, no elbows on the table. We'll try to keep it. You can do That's this. Right. That's Stay okay. So, so, don't slam your beer down. What <laughs> yes. if you truly violated the policy with two beers? It'll be okay. As Brian Bushwood says, Brett, don't worry about the quality of the audio. Just have a good show. And this guy was who? He's a guy I like. <laughs> oh, okay. Some magician. Because he said what you wanted to hear. Some bullshit magi- <laughs> magician. Magician? I don't know. He's all a faker. Scam school. Love that. Scam school. He's love the best. Love it. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you're listening to Two Beers In. Uh, I'm Brett, and I've been uh, enjoying a... Um, a what, do you know what whiskey infusion? A whiskey, a, a sour cherry whiskey infusion drink. In a tall glass, because Austin understands. Oh, and we're here at the Aristocrat on uh, in Austin, Texas, at uh, Burnett Road. We hope you would come out and visit us as soon as you start listening to this. <laughs> Traveling from someplace. And this is Monica. Hey, Monica Ballard here, and I'm drinking a Fireman's Four, because this week has been on fire! <laughs> Somebody call the fire department. There has been a fire hose pointed at my teacup for the past, I don't know, four months or so. So it's kind of like uh, from uh, uh, VH, UHF, where uh, you get the hose. You know that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. The, yeah, Michael yeah. Richards. He's, wow. He's got the hose. Going way back. Yeah, well, you know, I cut, my beeps are... My, <laughs> My cuts right. are deep. No more for you. Oh, darn it. <laughs> well, that would be no fun. And so we also have, with a roving mic that's sitting on the stand over there, uh, you may hear from our friend Andrew that was here before, Don, and Monica, which uh, means we need to start the new podcast, Too Many Monicas. <laughs> <laughs> Unless we come up with a whole bunch of different names, then there'll be too many monikers. That's, yeah, I like it. I got to throw a dad joke out there. And then, and then eventually too many harmonicas? Yes, because <laughs> one, a lot of the time, is too many harmonicas. And then around the holidays, we could have too many Hanukkahs. Too many Hanukkahs, but then they think we're being anti-Semitic. No, yeah, you can't have too many Hanukkahs. Yes, there's always. <laughs> sure, sure, you got eight. Sure, eight crazy days. Eight crazy days. Whoa. Oh. Yeah, don't drop the mic. That's when it makes that noise. You, you know that saying, <laughs> drop the mic, don't do that. Don't see. Or, or here's what you do, Monica. Take that microphone and put it right in the middle of the table. Right? Right it, there on the little cushion there. Yes, it is. That's like, why That's yes, why, That's why. why I made the exclamation <laughs> when it went bonk. That's why we, that's okay. why we threw our headphones off with, uh, with okay. great alacrity. Okay, my, my headphones. Someone the stole illusion. our headphones. Keep the illusion that we all have headphones. Okay, would you? let's all go right. with that. We all have that. They're imaginary headphones. <laughs> it's headphones <laughs> in your mind. <laughs> <laughs> so I did something fun this last weekend. Okay. I got to uh, put on my bow tie and my my fancy outfit, and I went to the Austin. I got to meet the Empress and Emperor of Austin. Uh, 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 the, the 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 drag show at Rain. And it was fantastic. And I got to also meet Mr. Blue Bonnet, 
Not the Mr. Blue Bonnet. The Mr. Blue Bonnet, who is the Texas gay rodeo. I can't remember the rest of it. Uh, 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 and he said I was a very attractive man. Well, there you go. There we go. It was the bow tie. It was the bow tie. It's <laughs> only the bow tie. That was, it, it was a very interesting experience. And it's not like, I mean, come on, everybody. I've been in theater all my life. It's not like I've met, I've never met anybody that's different from me. So it's not that, that the thing that was fantastic about it was they were all surprised that this middle-aged straight white guy was having no problem hanging out at the place. They're like, but aren't you nervous? Or aren't you? I'm like, why would I be? <laughs> and they're like, well, because they're like, well, how are you so cool about this? And I said, yes, okay, Don. So stop, stop, Brad. Have you seen your butt? I'm just asking. <laughs> that would be a difficulty to see my own butt. That's right. So, I mean. Like watch your head. But you know what? <laughs> I've seen myself in the mirror and then I see pictures of myself and they're two different things. So... That's always confusing to me. Isn't that odd? Yeah. That's very odd. Always. But so as I'm so as I'm at this this like I got three things to say about it. One was that uh, Mr. Blue Bonnet, very nice guy, uh, was he couldn't understand. It, it took him a minute to understand why I was a straight guy at a drag show and why I was cool with it. And uh, and he goes, how is it that you're cool with this? And I go, look, I've been to the Renaissance Festival, I've gone to cosplay, I've been anime conventions, and I said, and this to me is all the same thing. Yeah. And and he's like, what? And I go, everybody has their thing that they dig and they want to do something different. If you want to put on women's clothes, clothing and and look or be a woman that dresses up as a dude, I don't care. I mean, in fact, there was one lady. That was there. You sure it was a lady? No. Okay. Uh, but she... Do you remember the movie Coming to America? Yeah. You yes. remember the beginning opening where the prince meets his his future queen? Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, the, the whole thing. Uh, there was someone there that looked just like that woman. And wow. I was I was watching the whole time. And Sapphire T. Stone, who, is, who I was there with, said to me, uh, how is it, you know, what, what are you, why do you keep looking at her? And I said, because she's interesting to look at. And then I made mention, I go, have you seen Coming to America? And she immediately was like, oh my God. <laughs> so we're sitting there for a while and then, you know, half an hour goes by and she sees that I'm looking again. She goes, what are you, Brett, what are you thinking? And I said, all I can think of is, she's your queen to be. <laughs> and everybody started laughing. And then she, the, the lady looked at me and I was like, hi, never mind. <laughs> now I'm uncomfortable. But, uh, you didn't move in. You didn't make your play. No, I'm no. a married man. That's okay. fine. There you go. But uh, no, I had a good time. And, uh, and did you ask her where she got her outfit or anything like no, that? No, that's so, not my. Okay. I was just. That'd be for Ek to do. Right, and yeah. Ek was not there. Right. So, uh, but I ended up being the 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 ally, hanging out at the. At the drag show and having a good time. Good on you. Until it then the, all the lip syncing started. Yeah. Yeah. No. 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 That's not my thing. <laughs> but Sapphire, what was great was Sapphire. I had made the offer to Sapphire that hey, we should do a song and dance sometime. I said that would be great. And she said, well, Sapphire. Uh, I mean, most of what I do is lip sync. And I go, well, if that's all that Sapphire can do, I understand. I'm just saying that I can sing and dance. (laughs) And then she smacked me. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what's been going on with me. Uh, All right. Enjoyable times. Uh, Been playing uh, a, a, a video game that my friend Blake developed. Uh, just got through just got through that part that he actually wrote he helped develop and I was like dude solid and I'm not I'm not gonna because we said we're not gonna do pop culture I'm just saying that's the thing I did for my friend it was a good that's time that's very nice it's a good time uh, uh, Streetcar Named Desire opened 
and uh, say it's it's a good show that I'm not in, but I did the <laughs> I did the uh, video and audio cues for it. But you and I get to do a show together. Yes, it's a show that you wrote. A show that I wrote. Yes. Yep. 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 Talk got, about it. I got wrangled into uh, directing a show aboard the Austin Steam Train mm-hmm. that I wrote. It's called Zombie Train. Yes. And, and, you know, other actors often contact me and they go, hey, I'd really like to be in, in one of these shows, but uh, if you made me the ver- murder victim, I guess I'd have to, you know, be propped up in a corner with fake blood all over me for, I'm like, no, 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 no. That's no. not how that works. All murders happen off stage. Yep. And over and over and over again. Because yes. it's it's just, it is one, you know, we, we've done a 12 acre nativity trail together. Yes, for right? nine years, 10 for, years. For 10 years this year. 10 years, Jesus. And, I've, I've directed some complicated shows. And, and I'd just like to say also, just in case anybody's wondering, in this nativity trail, the murders all happen off stage and <laughs> that as well. Thank God. So Uncle Ephraim, we may never find your killer. <laughs> Ephraim. Where's Ephraim? He's from Bethlehem, like the rest of us. So. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, logistically... The the Steam Train Murder Series, and I wrote 11 shows for them. Mm-hmm. Logistically, it was one of the hardest things I've ever had to figure out as a director and, and playwright. Mm-hmm. Because you do the same scenes seven times, as many as seven times, depending yeah. upon how many cars are in the... the the train. The, you know, they have a special name for everything. Oh, well. Um, yeah. We're not the, there, so who the cares? The concourse or something like that. <laughs> In the chain. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we could have many as, as many as seven cars. So you do it. You do. Scene one. You do scene one, part A in the first car and then part A moves on into the second car while part scene one part B moves into the first car and then everybody traipses down to the end of the train and I thought but what happens when everybody gets down there because uh, there's no off stage right Fortunately, they always made arrangements to have compartments down there for us so that we could regroup and, Turn and then go and the other two, direction back for the scene other two. Yeah. And then scene three and somebody gets killed and scene four and five. But the very first show that, that we did on the train, we stopped 20 minutes in. <laughs> because it was, a, it was a Mardi Gras show. And the crowd was rowdy, shall we say. And they were afraid that they were about to run out of alcohol. 20 minutes 20 into minutes in. the train ride. That's right. That so like we stopped the train for a beer run. They radioed back to headquarters and said, run down to the HEB and get this many cases get of Shiner and Can get, you get the, all and, the beers and please? this and that and the other and race up to, you know, 20 miles up the pike and they stopped the train and loaded everything on. And I, I, I had, we had to stop the show for this. And I turned to my actors and I said, you know, in grad school, they prepared me for a lot. They did not prepare me for this. No. Nor did they prepare me for the time that somebody climbed up on top of no, the allegedly, train. Allegedly. Allegedly. That yes. didn't that, that never may happened or may because that was that was a federal offense that we would not be allowed to talk about ever. Uh, ever. Yeah. Um, and have it. So go we're not over talking well. about that right now. No, no. But, but supposedly philosophically, yes. theoretically. <laughs> Someone in my car might have mentioned, I wonder how hard it would be to climb up on top of the train like they do in the James Bond films. (laughs) And sure enough, when we stopped at the turnaround point, theoretically, two people did just that. Theoretically. Uh, And... That, that took some time off the show as well. <laughs> yeah. Wow. 
Things were things were going horribly wrong in that particular passenger car when someone stood up and said, "Have you ever seen my tramp stamp?" And oh Lord! Pulled down her pants a little bit to allow every one of us to see her tramp stamp. Now, and I thought, it, was yeah, it a these person people that need to be worth, cut off. No, let me let me ask you a question. Sure. Someone who does that. Is it ever a person you want to see what that tramp stamp looks like? I, I would say never. Yeah, strange. <laughs> it's kind of like going to the nude beach. Yes, yeah. The people that you see or at the nude hollow, beach, from yeah, what I hear, hollow, I've never been to the hippie never hollow. Never the people so you really want to see at the nude beach. Though, I would to be... And when was the last time you were there, Brett? At, not at Hippie Hollow, but the last time I was at a nude beach was in Aruba in... Uh, 90 and, and 99 and the weird part of that we're in 2017 yes I'm they an old man now <laughs> no but but here's the thing that's the one exception hippie hollow I've never seen anybody that you're like oh good on you buddy <laughs> no but at the California beach in uh, Aruba but I mean that is that there there's a place called the California Beach that's in, in Aruba. Aruba. And Are they confused? I, and or as I no. was sitting there, I I I I was reading a, a book. And up walks this nubile, beautiful young lady. Beautiful. Here she comes, topless. And I'm supposed to be cool about it because this is more European than you know American, so I gotta be cool. So I'm being cool, not being just, okay, well, well, hello, all right, cool. And then her mom walks up, (laughs) topless, behind her, who's closer to my age, and I realize the girl is probably like 17, and the mom's probably in her mid to late 30s. And I'm like, now this is just weird. This whole thing <laughs> is weird to me because I don't know what I'm supposed to be looking at, how I'm supposed to be feeling about all of this. Somebody get that if phone, that's, please. If that's my agent, tell him I'm, I'm horribly uh, yeah. busy right now. That's, that's what happened, is something's going on at the theater right now, and they called her since I turned off my phone. <laughs> yeah, so... And that was when I decided, I'm not going to do this kind of thing. Did you feel like you were on the verge of writing a letter to Penthouse? I never thought it would happen to me. <laughs> Until that day. Until. Though yes. there was a, a moment where when when I went further out to where the, there's a lighthouse that's there. And the water is beautiful and clear. And, uh, and I took a camera with me because I wanted to get a picture from the water to the shore. And, and I went out there, and as I'm, you know, being very careful to not get the camera wet, I look in, and I'm, I'm framing up the shot, and two topless women come walking into the frame, and here I am with the camera, and they walk oh, yeah. into the frame, and it's suddenly like... I'm the perv with the camera. And I didn't know that this was actually, at that moment, that was like when I was first there, I didn't know it was a topless beach, and I'm like, oh, oh. Uh, and, and like, they turn and look at me, and I just, no, and I just I shook my head and just put the camera down I'm like hi they're like no I'm like no 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 nope. because you would think I and I would no, I'm not and, and when I take it and then and then later when I'm married and then when I'm at Wolf uh, Camera trying to get these pictures developed they're gonna be like cool dude <laughs> nice developed. uh Nice scenery there. Hey, you got all, you got you got you got all the landscapes. That's great. Now the only thing I got from that from that trip was a really good picture of me on a jet ski, uh, a a a beautiful arch uh, of where the water had worked its way through, and what I called the butthole of Aruba because it's this. It was, you know, where the water used to be, and there was a coral formation that looked like a starfish. You know, it was like, hey, looky there. Look, the butthole and the cool, the bridge is all, like, right within each other. 
Where's your next vacation gonna be? Oh, I was I was hoping it'd be Japan. Oh, I know. But uh, but we ended up. I didn't get the job I wanted. And uh, oh. Ooh. <laughs> oh. no, that's not. But Ek lost her job. That would not have been. What? Uh, yeah. Yeah, she got downsized. <laughs> yeah, they got downsized. Or as I like to call it, dumb size. Dumb size because the director. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh, so, but the upside is now uh, she has gotten another job, and she, she? yes, and she has uh, been offered an illustration gig for I think I think by the Cards Against Humanity people. <gasps> Which is weird to me because if you've ever, I guess they're adding illustrations now. Okay, that should be interesting. Yeah, yeah. So, so things are looking up. Change, change, change. Change, change, yeah. change. Boy, ooh. In fact, since the last time we recorded, my dog died too. <laughs> We're trying to keep away from bummers, but yeah, Deanie, Deanie yeah. passed, yeah. and she's a good dog, but she's gone now. So we're down to two cats and one dog instead of three cats and two dogs. <laughs> and boy, is that a difference. A lot less hair to clean yes, up, I can yes. tell you. And uh, and the, 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 I don't have rage uh, when I walk in the door and smell the cat boxes. So, I mean, there are some upsides to everything. Yeah. Uh, I bought a I bought a, um, a shop vac because we don't have carpets in the house. And in her time away, EK has taken advantage of that and went crazy. And we've had like, <laughs> it's been a spider apocalypse because, you know, we have the spiders and the cobwebs. Right, and sure. I know she's killed many spiders oh. now with that vacuum. But, you know, they had to know it was time for a culling. Well. <laughs> the, the spiders are pretty smart. Especially those eeny teensy weensy like, little house I guess here spiders. We go. I guess yeah. they're like, oh, I guess it's time. Yeah, I like to uh, sweep them up and then toss them outside. And then they're and, confused. And listen to their little voices go. <laughs> hey, why? <laughs> I'm a house spider. You liked me. I killed roaches. I killed bugs. <laughs> <laughs> Michael and mosquitoes. Bugs. 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 Yes, they kill mice. If you do it right, <laughs> if you've had a relationship for long enough, Teeny they'll take mice. a mice down. <laughs> a mice down? I said a mice. Yeah, because the cats Never. are worthless. Yeah, screw those stupid cats. They're like, why? We've got food. Why do we care? You really? Uh, I need another beer. What do I do? Uh, At the Alamo, you can raise your car. You, you know? <laughs> Could you get her a fireman's for? He's he's gonna go. Andrew's gonna go. Oh, he's ignoring me. He can have this glass back. I'll gladly trade this empty glass for a full one. (laughs) Wait, why is he going to the bathroom? (laughs) (laughs) He's gonna give me a little sample. It's a warm beer. No, it's a warm beer. Interesting. Wow. It's Mm, got a bouquet. A tang. It's got a tang. Did this beer have asparagus earlier today? Hey, so next week I go to Utah. Mm. Utah! And you have to say with the exclamation point. Just like the license plates. I am Utah. And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, I am the most Jamaican thing in Utah. (laughs) I would just like to point that out. Well, it used to be. Oh, did that not? Is it over? uh, No, that's one of the reasons I'm going to Utah. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, to um, to talk about who exactly this company's audience is, who their okay. customer is, all right, and who they want to appeal to, so that we can get on track and start talking to the right people. I thought that it was it was a popular. I thought it was a popular bit. Yes, but it it was not getting in. It was not bringing in the caliber. Got it. Yes, Got it's bringing it. in all the Jamaicans. <laughs> so no one. Ugly. Like, why would Jamaicans need spray tans? Ugly. That Ugly seems enough. odd to me. Well, it's more than spray tans. Oh. Sure, it's it's that you know hot rocks thing and and yeah. Yeah, you know. It's, it's, <laughs> 
Plus, my storage guy in Utah, completely full. So he's like, I don't so need like, any more business. I don't need to advertise anymore because I got no more storage. Um, so uh, I'm gonna go out there and shoot some video, and we're gonna make some videos for him, and I'm gonna I'm gonna earn my keep because yeah. he's keeping me on payroll <laughs> even during the time that we're well, not good. even on the air, which is yeah, which is That's great. The way it's supposed it's to supposed be. supposed to be, yes, because yeah. I'm a consultant. Yes. I'm not just your radio gal. Right. And so yeah. Oh, and Friday we're, we're he's gonna take the kids out of school early, and we're all gonna go to Zion National Park at about three o'clock. Cool. Have a picnic, wait for sunset, and I'm gonna get to see a night sky. Yes. In Utah, in the middle of freaking nowhere. Hey, Don, could you pick sorry. up the mic for a second? Oh, sorry. No, it's okay. I want you to talk into the mic because Don is from Montana. Uh huh. I am. And we were just talking about night skies. Uh, yes. Tell us about it because she's going to be, not Ogden, you're no, in. No, I'm going to be in uh, Cedar Park, Cedar City, St. George, Utah. We're going to go to Zion National Park, though, on uh, a Yeah, week that's from not Friday. his area, but, but it's still a place still, that has a big open sky. Yeah. It it's not even the same. I mean, uh, in Montana, like, truly, honestly, when you look at. So I'm not. Okay, what's the question? The question is. Well, we were just talking about. I, I want to see the night sky where there's no light pollution. interference or pollution from big cities, that kind of thing. Utah's good. <laughs> anyway, Utah actually rules. Yeah, yeah. And I'm. I'm no, I'm just being honest. I, I mean, know, so, but you, like, suddenly you become stoic, and I just find that hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> he turned Mormon just all of a sudden. Yeah, there. like, you should tell us about Montana. No, no. Yep. <laughs> it just depends on what you want to do. So, honestly, Utah, um, amazingly beautiful. It's rugged. It's, it's harsh. Oh, yeah. Very large I've been there before. What a, I love the drive from Las Vegas up to Cedar City because the the terrain yeah, you lost me at Las Vegas. Well, no, I mean, I mean that's the airport you have to fly into. You've never been? Yes. Or you don't like Las Vegas? No, I've been. But yeah. When you talk about so you drive out of Las was Vegas and you about beauty of the sky and you talk about yeah. Las Vegas? Yeah. No, 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 no. No, no, no. no, 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 no. You get happen. you get the hell out of Las Vegas. As fast and as you possible. drive you drive a, through a little bit of Arizona, which freaked me out the very first time that I did that. I was on the phone with my sister. You don't drive through Arizona. No, no, you do. You, 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 like no, you drive corner. through a little corner of There's Arizona. Corner. Your, your drive is wrong. No, 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 no. It, it's, <laughs> it's, yeah. Have you ever you, been? Yeah. Yes, you drive she was there I-15. just last week. You drive I-15. I've been there twice now. And the first so time I'm that I drove it. Northwest. I kind of get that region. And... No, there's a little, sure there's like a, no, there's a little 20 minute, 20 minute corner of Arizona. There's three inches. <laughs> so the first time I drive this drive, defending I'm, that. I'm, I'm, I am, I, I lived it. So I was there. So I'm on my, I'm, <laughs> no, I'm serious. It's like, you think about the Northwest or that region. I don't consider Very that typically. the Northwest. But that's not yeah. really Northwest, though, is it? It is. I thought it was Absolutely. Central. I thought it was Central West. No. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, no. no. Okay, so... No, no, that's okay. Hell no. Okay, so... And the fact that you think that whatever you just, you just said was amazingly brilliant was not. I mean... No, you said, you said, where do I get amazing night sky? That's what we're... Right? <laughs> and the fact that you drove or you started your adventure in Las Vegas. Same kind of thing gotta say for forty five minutes, but nobody understood a word he said. But we had fun filling out the forms and playing with the pencils on the bench. Rain. Seattle. Yeah. Trees uh, and rain. Uh, uh, so I'm from Montana, right? And right. we consider Montana, Idaho, Nevada, well not Nevada, but Utah, Oregon. Washington, obviously, is part of the Northwest region of Portland. 
there's amazing topographical adventures that happens in the Northwest that you cannot find anywhere. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I include what you wanted to try to do, part of that Northwest thing. And I'm a little defensive. It's like yeah, a little. When you say a little bit. <laughs> a little. So a when little? you go to North, when you go to the Northwest and you truly want to see the sky, oh my gosh, it's 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 clear, it's beautiful, it's bright, it's mm-hmm. it's amazing. I can't wait, right? I want to go to Montana. <sighs> yeah, well. I'm just there. What, <laughs> what would you do in Montana? I'm anxious just to hear this. Just sit and look. Just sit and look. Okay. Like what I did when I went to Colorado. It's like I would drive. Yeah, the Colorado. And then I would get onto the mountains, yeah, and then I would different. just sit and look. Montana. I would just like, okay, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take an hour, and I'm gonna sit in this spot. And I'm not going to, like, it's the closest thing to meditation that I've ever done. Like the other day when somebody said, uh, when somebody posted on Facebook about Miss North Dakota winning Miss America. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, good for her. Because, you know, really, what else does North Dakota have going for it? Okay, let's be very clear. North Dakota, South Dakota, not part of the Northwest. (laughs) Same. You are so defensive. I'm, yes. Why? He's Montana's biggest fan. Do you know his heritage? Well, I know his heritage, but no, I mean, to me, it's like. That's part of the Midwest. Okay. Well, that's part of the. Is that kind of like the flyover state thing? That defensiveness? And and true, honestly, when when you fly. And you go to Montana and you see amazing mountains, the Rocky Mountains, and you're going, holy crap, this is just, I can't get enough pictures on my phone. And then you get eastern Montana, North Dakota, South Dakota, yep. and on down. And you're like, no, I got enough Nebraska. pictures. I feel, no, I feel like, okay, now I can take my nap. Because yeah. there's nothing there. That's I, like, uh, uh, when, when driving, that's like driving in, uh, when, when uh, in my high school years, when we I lived in Oklahoma, and we drove, took a bus from Tulsa to Colorado Springs, seventy-five uh, percent um, of that drive was like, "Oh my Jesus God, can this <laughs> yes. please Kansas, stop? Nebraska. Can we please stop?" <laughs> no, it was pretty much mostly Oklahoma because oh, you're in the oh, Panhandle, yeah. Yeah. and then you get in. No, but that. Uh, didn't the corn grow as high as an elephant's eye? Yes, but there are no elephants. If there were elephants there, then I would have been like, yeah, there's corn, but did you see the fucking elephants? That's freaking awesome. And then you get that. And, that rule, my God, and then you the, get the corn is as high as an, an elephant's eye. There's an elephant eating the corn, and there's a corn in its eye. So I'm feeling good about this, right? But then we get to Dodge City, right, in Colorado, and I'm like, wow, the smell. And then, um, and then we just keep going, and I'm like, I thought Colorado. Hey, it's my buddy Doug. Uh, uh, there's a great, there's a great uh, uh, flat plain even in Colorado that you don't. Oh yeah. Because yeah. it's the Rocky Mountain State, right? right You're thinking, yeah. but of course you don't know that as someone who's never been to Colorado. And so for a lot of it, you're like, oh my God, this. When is are we just... gonna get to Colorado? And then, and then you get to to Colorado Springs, and yes. it's like. Wow. You, yes. you have to understand that being from the Northwest, there's a pride, right? Oh, sure. It's not. It's not necessarily it's not relegated like Texas, by the state. It's no. not like Texas pride. Not. Not even close. No. I mean, because we don't look at each other as a Northwest perspective, as relegated by the state. Right. We look at. Are you from the Northwest? You belong to Western Montana, Northern Idaho. Nevada a little bit because it's kind of the introduction to the Northwest. Mm-hmm. Washington, absolutely. Oregon, absolutely. And Northern uh, California. Those, that group, Northwesterners feel we have a right. It's amazingly beautiful and it's very, very diverse. And we'll define it, defend it to the end. And that's the reason why I was like, no. look, you were asking, no. where's the best guy? Well, but, but you know what's funny about that is most of us are like, why? Why are you? Why are you getting hot about yeah. this? It's a northwest. It's like, a northwest. I mean, like if you say, I, like I say, I'm from Louisiana, and people are like, "Cool." 
Now, but on the other hand, if you say, I'm from Louisiana, and they're like, oh, what part of New Orleans? They were like, uh, excuse me, yeah, exactly. I'm not from, I did not say I was from New Orleans. We're I said all, I'm from yeah. Lafayette, yeah. which is totally different from New Orleans. And they're yes. like, oh, I love Cajun well, food. I've been to New Orleans. And no, no, no. And hence you understand oh, sure. when we're from the Northwest, it's a region. It's not a right. state. So right. when we feel like we have to defend our, our I, region. I love the sky. I've been to New Mexico. You're like, dude, that's not... I mean, don't it's even cool. Yeah. It's cool, but that's not the same thing. Exactly. So I'm, I'm, I apologize because honestly, when it, when it comes to my northwest part of the nation, I got a heart am, on for it. I do, Jesus. and I'm in love. I mean, it's it's amazing. Although I gotta say though, I think that when I look at the attitude of the northwest, I, I truly look at the attitude, which makes me fall more. Deeply, deeply in love with the Northwest. Mm-hmm. I do believe that that is what Austin represents, and Austin is there, right? I think there's a, it's a, it's the same understanding mm-hmm. with 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 a very liberal perspective. Right. I hate to say that, but it's not many nice skies. No, no, like like twenty percent of the night skies. <laughs> yeah. So so probably less. So here's my question to you, <laughs> and and I know we don't talk about pop culture stuff. Have you watched Longmire? Who? Longmire. No. Okay. Oh. Uh oh. Oh yeah. The other Monica has watched. <laughs> that's Monica too. Oh yeah. Monica too. Yes. And that's when I think of the Northwest. Luke that's, Diamond Phillips. Yes. Well, but I think of the dude that's playing Longmire, Sheriff Longmire. And he played in Matrix. Luke Diamond Phillips or the other dude? The oh, he did? Yes, he did. I know these things. You know? I watch Longmire. <laughs> and, and, and really, it's not Longmire, because to me, it's Longmire. 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 Yeah. I'm Sheriff Dude, Longmire. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, it's a good... Yes. Take it away. Okay. Well, because when I think when I think what you're talking about, Montana and all of that, that's who I think of as Sheriff Longmire. Now you need to go watch it, so then you can come back in two weeks and go, I know what you're talking I about. He's nowhere <laughs> close to anything that's <laughs> and why are you and you should feel bad for right. saying things about that's the Northwest. That's a Hollywood treatment of people <laughs> in the Northwest. Yeah. Like well, that Twin Peaks nonsense. The, yes, that's just silliness. That's, wait, yeah. wait, wait, wait. What? <laughs> what is silliness? Oh, okay. Hey, Martinez is in the show too. A Martinez. Okay, so now we're gonna get away from pop culture. <laughs> Thank you. But, but all I'm saying is that the Northwest folks kind of—it's regional. It's not necessarily okay. indicative. Of so is the are the Dakotas included in the? Hell no. All right. We're wow! Here suddenly this weird Dakotas. accent shows up when he's. <laughs> are you gonna ask me if I'm married next? Is that what's? Are you married? I am married. Are you married? Go down that road? No. <laughs> I'm just saying that when we look at, and, and and I think I understand kind of where this is going to, right? So people want to, some large degree, belong. Yes. Right? It's like, I feel yes. uh, anchored, yes. In, if you will, with this region or with our, wherever, whatever that looks like. Yes. I am a Northwest guy. I was born and raised in Montana. I uh, went to Washington for my professional career which sure. was well beyond 26 years so i consider myself a washingtonian right that's how right. i figure yeah but i'm ultimately responsible for the northwest because that's how that's how the media what? you're this responsible is well responsible. not responsible he is but for the northwest i am clearly <laughs> is he the but king? i think there's this there's this indication that the northwest people feel the same way I mean, whether that's media-driven, I'm not sure, but it's I feel connected to the Northwest. Right. Hold on for one second. Yes. Uh, We need another beer. Yes. Uh, No, no, don't put the mic down. I didn't say for you to put the mic down. Uh, I would like something like a live oak pepper bison if they've got it. Yeah. They do in the cans. They have them in the cans. That's right. Who do I? Who do I? 
Andrew, if they have Cellus, I'd I like said, a Cellus. So, I, I find this kind of attitude all over the country, because, you know, in, in marketing and advertising, I work with clients all over the sure. country as well. And uh, some of them come by it honest, and some of them are just idiots. Uh, <laughs> my, are you not, saying I'm an idiot? I, no, I'm <laughs> saying no, no, you're no, an no, idiot. No, 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 no. Like, like, I for don't instance, give to the no. much of what you say. <laughs> exactly. For instance, one, <laughs> for instance, um, the, the folks in Peoria, the first time I visited. Does it play well there? I'm about to bring that up. Okay. So there is that saying if it plays in Peoria, mm-hmm. they have the entire opposite perception of what that phrase means. They believe in their truest heart of hearts. Oh, this is, I love this. That it means they're special. And I had to explain to them. Mm, that's not what that means. It means you are the epitome of average. Of average. And there's bless nothing wrong heart. with that. Yes, bless that your heart. It is, it is how the rest of the country gauges what is extreme or mediocre you are you are the balance if 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 that's what makes you special then yes you're special you are special in your mediocrity <laughs> okay so wait so Level are, in it. are you saying that the fact that i feel no 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 i'm just asking no. i'm asking no, he's getting all defensive no i'm not I'm, he's i just gotta understand on, quite literally his high horse as they do in There's montana ho- are the horses uh, all i'm there? asking no all i'm asking is there is what I, I think is called regional pride. Oh, sure, yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Now, doesn't that necessarily mean, I, I, I come from the Northwest, but I, I moved out to Boston. Sure. Right? I spent a couple years there, moved down to the Austin. Mm-hmm. I understand about regional pride. Do I want to be long with this thing called don't mess with Texas and blah, 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 right? Maybe. I'm not, I'm not sure yet. I, I believe the beauty in Texas. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. I also believe the beauty in the Northwest mm-hmm. and also in the Northeast. Amazing. Only do I think the strength belongs is when we understand our differences, our differences bring us together stronger. Right? Yes. So I, I'm very proud to be a Northwest guy. I'm very proud of the fact that I have Northeast experience, but I'm certainly proud to be here in Texas. So that's the thing that that I, to me, the thing that gives someone uh, the weight to that pride is when someone has lived outside of that area and still sees the specialness of that area. To me, I do not find it. I, I think that there's a when people have pride for an area that they've never left. Yes. It makes oh, me go. Yes. Mm, well, then yeah, no, you know that's what? you've not had enough experience to really come up with that to have that pride. You're like, I've never been anywhere Except. else, and I know that my place is the best of. <laughs> no, that's not true. Except. And I've got cousins. I've got cousins in Louisiana that have never left Louisiana, and they're like, I. Ours is the best. And I'm like, well, wait, wait, hold on. Let me do that again. Let me do another take. Where they go, man, my place, there's no place that's better than where we're at. Have you been someplace yet? No, because I don't need to know. I don't need to go to those places because I know that my place is the best place. And I'm like, no, you need to go to one of those. trust me, it happens every single state. We have it in Montana. Yes. Montana goes, I don't need to go beyond my border. So let's let's widen out. (laughs) And we can say the same thing to countries where people go. Yeah. I've I've never less left East Guiana, and I can tell you that East Guiana. Okay, I do want to say I do want to say that being an Austin Knight. Sure. Although we're not more special than anyone else. No. We are special. We are special. You can you can enjoy the thing and that where you're from and the culture that you're from, but to me to wait it's gone. But when you get to the point and saying we're the best, to me, 
for you to prove that to me that you're the best. Oh, no. You need to have traveled elsewhere to say, well, this Correct. is why I think it's the best. Correct. Not because, well, because I'm yeah. here. You're like, I, no. I didn't, I didn't feel like a Texan until I lived here eight years. Yeah. And I can tell you the moment that I became a Texan. I was working at the Texas State Capitol. No, unless you're born here, oh. you ain't a Texan. I know, I know. That is the attitude. She unless said, you're, felt like a Texan. Okay, so wait a minute. I just gotta like say, I've never been born here, and I'm three years here, but I want to be a Texan. I think, honestly, she says, honestly, it won't happen. Okay, here's, here's the deal. I think Texas, in my view, as a Northwesterner, is saying that <laughs> is wild, rugged, and Texans have a tendency to challenge the status quo, right? I'm not necessarily seeing it in our political, and I don't mean to say this, political environment, but I think that what draws me to Texas, or Texas, is the fact that I can still be who I am and be accepted, and not eventually, accepted, but added as value. So when you were talking about what draws me to be amazing? Yeah. It's about the impact that you can provide to your, your, your immediate environment. And hopefully that expands out, right? Now, I'm, I'm going to challenge that. I'm going to challenge that, that I, that I agree with you for Austin and maybe Houston. But I can tell you that there are other parts of Texas where there is not. We could go as far as Georgetown. Yeah. And I can give you to where if you're different than people from Georgetown, you are not accepted there. It takes a very long time. For, and if you are different than those people, first of all, it takes a long time to be accepted if you're like those people. Yes. But then if you're not like those people, oh, there's going to be a problem. Yeah. There's going to be a problem. And, 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 and to be quite honest, I agree. But here's the challenge, and here's where I think people need to step up. Let's accept that. Right. And go, we're no longer okay with it. Because right. I think for us to move forward in any capacity, we have to understand the ability to consider everything. And, and, and right now, I think... And let me and let me be very clear. Montana is in the same vein, if not more so. Right. Montana's like, where you from? Really? Yeah. You ain't gonna do well here. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Montana is very much that way, but it's it's it doesn't necessarily mean success lies in what we've done before in the past. Right. Right. right? So if you're outside of Georgetown, you're not gonna be successful. Well, good luck with that. Because. Yeah. Regardless of whether you like or not, progression is progression. We're yes. still going to move forward. It's this huge monolith. monolith. Okay, if I've had four beers. Four beers. And four I can't beers. say That's the point. monolithic. 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 Yes. It's going to happen. monolithic. Thank you. It's going to happen. So choose to understand that this progression that we are on is in the betterment. And you have to figure out that sometimes thinking outside your own box is not a bad way to go. No. Here's where I find the problem with Texas. We are so like, we are, we are cautious. No, I'm telling you to be cautious. Be cautious. cautious. I will. Bring your mic down. Texas is not cautious. Don, bring the mic down a little bit. That's okay. Just keep talking. Here's where I think that, that the world in every sense of the imagination is moving forward. Yeah. Texas, I think, is proud. It is mindful. I think it is very sensitive because it believes in protecting its own people. Yes. But there's yes. a bigger there's a bigger culpability here. And I think Texas will get there. Absolutely. And this is the reason why we moved here. I love Texas, I, I, and I cannot think that I eventually want to be a Texan. It's going to be probably 20, maybe 30 years in the making, but I believe <laughs> well, what, what, what it has to be. In. But the way it works is you can feel like you're a Texan, but it has to be someone who's from Texas right. to go, yeah, okay, yeah, now you're, because now you're let me put it this way. I, I, let me put it this way. I was born in Louisiana. 
Lafayette. I moved here when I was three years old. I've been here pretty much most of my life, 47 years, and I'm still not considered a Texan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. But what I can say is I put the work in, I put the time in, and so <laughs> if there's anybody can say you're not a Texan, <laughs> and I'll be like, okay, and you don't put it in my brain, I'm a fucking Texan. Well, I want, I want and, to, and I want we to, love you. Yeah, exactly. And, and I want to you. tell you about okay. this moment, this moment that I felt Texan for the first time. There we go. I was working at the Texas State Capitol as a tour guide, and for one shift per day, they make you sit in the Senate in the, at the desk there to make sure nobody brings in any beverages and that kind of thing. If anybody has any questions about paintings or something like that, you know, you, you answer questions for them. So I was sitting there at the desk, and these four 20-something ne'er-do-wells come in, all guys, and they look at the painting of the Battle of the Alamo, and they start laughing. It's not the best painting in the world, okay? Travis's head is way larger than his body is. That, the proportions are a little out of whack, but it's a very detailed and dramatic depiction of the Alamo. Mm -hmm. And they were laughing at it. And I got up and said, do you find something funny in these in the sacrifice that this, these men made? And they kind of shut up and they left. And I went back and sat down. I thought, my God, I'm a Texan. <laughs> I stood up for the defenders of the Alamo. Sure. Even though technically they had no right to be there. <laughs> okay? But I got sucked into the story and, and the you're drama. Like, Wait, hold you know? on now. No, if you look at it logic, you can't look Most at Texas history men. in any sense of logic and say, Yeah, this is what we believe. It, it just doesn't work. You just have to be carried along and swayed. You're out? I'm out. Okay, bye, Monica. Oh. She's leaving. Bye, Monica. Okay, Monica. And that, but, then it'll be just enough Monica's yeah. after. But <laughs> I would be too many. Right. But I thought there was just enough Monica's already. So now we there's going to be not enough Monica's. <laughs> it's a new show called Not Enough Monica's. Not enough Monica's. Monica's. <laughs> <laughs> All right, head out, because I want to talk about this whole thing about being Texan. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so yes, I think okay. that, I think yeah, this is you really, go. I think this is really yeah. important. Like so. I'm the only Austinite and the only are you a Texan, Andrew? I'm an Austin and a Texan. That's Whoa. right. And, and Good we will for you. Like, accident. <laughs> I, but, no, what I love is Andrew goes, yeah, whatever. <laughs> no, but you see, the thing is, is I never felt like I was a true Texan until I spent time outside of Austin and got to, got to see and experience what is, because Austin's a bubble. It is. It's a bubble. Yeah. And so if you want to know what Texas is, you have to get out of Austin and you got to spend some time out of Austin. And that's and, until you do that. But you got to pack tacos. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but on the other hand, well, go, 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 go. Because we're going to we're going to just keep talking about this and you can listen to the podcast. No, we're and not going to bash Texas. No, we're not bashing Texas at all. Texas is amazing. Yeah. Uh, what was funny for me was uh, when I went to Australia. Yeah. And when I was in Australia, uh, they said, where are you from? And I said, I'm from Texas. And they're like, huh. And I said, why, why do you say that? And they go, well, everybody else from the United States says I'm American, except people <laughs> from Texas. <laughs> they say I'm from Texas. Except they said it with an Australian accent. Summer, summer, summer before last, when I was in Moncton, New Brunswick, Canada, mm -hmm. I attended church there in French. And oh. afterwards, I I spoke to the priest, and I and I said, "Hey, congratulate me! I almost kept up." <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, it's the Catholic Church, so I pretty much, you know, was able to follow along. And he said, oh, where are you visiting from? I said, Texas. And he said, oh, so you you probably come to Mass in the big 10-gallon hats. <laughs> and you said, like, yes. Yes. Yes, yes we do. Exactly. Except no, the no. women. The women take their hats, their 10-gallon hats off. off. Yes. Yeah. Or, and then we but put. I, but, I, but I honestly think that's kind of where we got kind of get screwed up. 
So I think of Texas, and I think of cutting edge. I think of people who challenge the standard quo. Right? Status quo. The status quo. They four, beers. four beers. Okay, yeah. Four beers yeah. in. Yeah. And two shots. <laughs> but, I, but I think that, that this is one of the reasons why Texas appealed to me. I think we're cutting edge. I think we can be cutting edge. There you go. Right? Yeah. We don't so much. I, I think that we are we are in in some essence tied to our deep southern past, right? Where we can't move. And the reason I'm saying this is because any time that I grew up and I think of Texas, being from Montana and Washington, Texas was wild, crazy, free. Let's just do what we want to do and figure out the rest. You know why? Part of that was because of oil. Because yeah. oil was coming fast and furious, and there were the guys there to make the money, starting in Beaumont and went into Houston and Dallas. And so that whole thing is we made all, it, it's like the tech boom, but with oil. I mean, that's, that's, I, I, and, and they're the same way where they're like, well, you guys don't know what businesses don't know what they're talking about. And that was the culture that ended up getting yeah. built oh, from yeah. that. Oh, yeah. I, I, but I, but to that point though, I still feel like Texas could would have been that transitional state. Texas is deep rooted in the South, where we get the we understand ethics, we understand what is polite. So being from the Northwest, I come here. And I have never been ever in my entire life called sir so many times as I have been since I moved. Me here. neither. Oh yeah. wait, oh, wait. Well, I'm what? sorry. You're mad. What just well, happened? What that is. Yeah. But but the thing is in the Northwest we don't do that. Right. But right. here in Texas it's a most polite. I think Texas is this conduit that bleeds the west to the to the east and polite to Well you see and also part of it is because of our history, the history of Texas is that even though it was part of, let's say, the Confederacy, it really it was only, yeah, it was a minimal whole because it was its own thing for a while. Oh, yeah. Right? And then it was like, oh, they've been, and then the war was over, and it's like, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. uh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> well, well, the Texas was honestly was this trailblazer. It was like, it was on fire. Early on, it was like we'll do what we'll do what we want, and to it's do. because of all the natural boys. Boy, we're going deep into Sorry. history. No, no, I'm not. I'm not necessarily against it. I'm just going. I'm realizing that a lot of it has to do with the size, because that there's geographic differences, and it has such a, a wealth of uh, of natural resources, whether that be cotton or oil or coal or aluminum or cattle or any of those things they had enough to be to be where they could say we can stand on our own they had their own port sheer size alone the sheer size alone they said we can we can be self-sustaining yeah and so because of that whether that was true or not once they joined the the united states at the time, they've always thought, and this has continued. We could have been fine on our own. We didn't need, we didn't need to be part of the United States. And so, because of that, it's it's turned into a thing to where that's continued. Even though to now, like right now, we'd be like, you know, we could be on our own. Really, buddy? You think you can? You're gonna raise your own cattle? You're gonna grow your own? You're gonna do your own tech industry? You're gonna do? And we're like. Mm-hmm. Heard it I all mean, the time as a, as a tour guide at the at a capital. Yeah, I think we had to secede. He's like, oh, you like those highways? Yeah. Yeah. Well, why don't we keep those highways? You like the power grid? Yeah. You like yeah, power how, grid? How are you doing on yeah, that? Yeah. But but right, I think there. I think honestly, to the reason why we enjoy Texas, I do I do believe that Texas can be trailblazing. Yes. Are we? No. Can Sometimes. Sometimes, sometimes we can, sometimes we can be so we can be so petty. Yes. I gotta I, I gotta power. I gotta look at the northwest. Yeah. Seattle, Oregon, the the nation. So I'm not sure what well, we have is. to what we have to do is go further back. Yeah. Well But if we go right now, we're like mm. here's here, again, here's what I love about Texas. We challenge stuff. We're not okay with the status quo. Right. Now right now we are. 
we're like, we're scared. We're a little right. like, oh my God, this is, the world's moving way too quickly and we're not sure how to react. Change! Change! Yeah, change! Change! And it's like, Texas can be, and I think this is what draws me to Texas. They are unrelenting. They're unsympathetic. And in the right way. Right. Right? Clearly in the right way. We will define what this looks like in a very, very solid sense. Recently, I'm not sure that's where we're at, but this reason, this reason why Texas draws to me, and and the reason why I want to be, not that I'll ever be a Texan. Right. I, I understand where the wildness of Texan, Texas, being Texan, lives, and that's what drew me here. Uh, as a Northwesterner, we're we're a, we were not so sympathetic with what status quo. Right. I think Texas represents that. I think Texas represents the anchor in the, the reality of both. The and pioneer sure spirit. What's that? The pioneer spirit. We yes. It's time to get there again. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like be part of our people. We see, and we have a lot of things to offer. Uh, in Texas uh, to, for the rest of the nation. There, there are things in place already that if we did it right, we, we would be able to influence the rest of the nation. Let's give a perfect example. The, the first is uh, textbooks. Textbooks yeah. <laughs> come out of Texas because we're such a large populous area. That's when we make the decision of what goes in the textbooks, a lot of the other states were like, well, we can't, you know what, fine, we'll go along. <laughs> and, and, and unfortunately, that's been to bad things, you know, to bad, because you know, some of the idiots that have been on that, well, I'm going to make a, I'm going to go ahead and make a, 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 a solidified statement of saying, I've seen the people that decide on textbooks. And there's a bunch of fucking idiots. So, you know, two weeks before Hurricane Harvey, I was over at A Town, which is a store that sells a lot of uh, Austin t shirts and memorabilia and things like that. Because I was going to visit Nashville and I want to take some gifts to my hostess in Nashville. And I bought a button that I wore one week that said Austin not Texas and after the hurricane that button went away I can't I can't wear that button anymore no nope I we can't be an island anymore no we've got to yeah we gotta we gotta be bigger we gotta be as big as our 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 press (laughs) yeah yeah and the the thing they're all you know, I have a client in Longview, and I have, a, I have a client in Tyler, Texas. And Tyler and Longview had this big feud. Yes. Where everybody in Longview wants to be just like Tyler. Oh, they want to be accepted. And nobody in Tyler wants to have anything to do with Longview. I've been to both cities, and I want to sit everybody down and say, hey, you know what, Tyler, you're not all that. <laughs> Okay. So You're no Nacogdoches. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You are not all that. Longview. You're fine. You're fine. Yes. All right. You're going to be fine. Don't go chasing after Tyler. Yeah. Because have you seen her downtown? Really? <laughs> that reminds me of the meme that I saw today <laughs> where they were talking about the uh, the iPhone. It was one of those memes where it was talking yeah. about the iPhone 10 yeah. that's coming out. They were like, and the, uh, the Android people are going, hey man, sorry about that Android 10 or that iPhone yeah. 10. And the, the iPhone people goes, I'm sorry, I don't think about you at all. <laughs> uh, anyway. We're at an hour. Well, there we go. This went totally different than I thought it was going to go. <laughs> and that's what happens when you're two, two beers, beers in. in. Yes. And so uh, we will. We so now this is episode five, which means that is everything it? is going to get edited and put up. Uh, so you say. Yes, it's going to be at weightlesspod.com. 
and uh, I like and, being weightless. Yes, and because that's the weightless podcast network. I'm in favor of being weightless. And you'll be able to, and you'll be able to uh, catch it on uh, hopefully iTunes, and eventually on the on, you know, we're going to do an RSS feed, and and build it from there. So uh, I'm Brett Weaver, and uh, my last beer that I'm having is a Live Oak Hefeweizen. And I'm Monica Ballard. I'm following the same with a Live Oak Hefeweizen because. That's how I roll. Yes, and All we right. will talk to from a can. Poured into a glass. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Andrew. And uh, we'll talk to you and, next. And it, I'll be back to report on the night sky in Utah. In Utah. And that you glance over on to Arizona. That's right. Why you would come from Las Vegas. Jesus Christ. <laughs> First problem. There we go. <laughs> See y'all later.